Hello and welcome to another installment of a special episode of... Did you <laughs> I forget? The... No, I had to adjust my mic and that completely derailed me, so that's good. We're only 10 sec- 15 seconds in and it's already happening. Uh, another installment of uh, Sell Me On It. This is a pilot season episode and this thing is just going everywhere. All right. I think it's in place now. Think uh, so. uh, it's a pilot season episode, uh, and I, my regular recurring guest on the pilot season episodes is my brother Dan. So he's here once again. Yep, I, I've returned. Yep, surprise, surprise, and we're doing another comic book adaptation. Uh, we do a lot of those. Yeah, it's, not on the DC service this time, though. Right, this one is on a different streaming service. Yeah, so we're not entirely just a dc streaming service yeah pilot season review show this is uh a prime amazon prime original yep my new uh overlords mm-hmm. amazon oh yeah yeah now you, you you serve them i now serve amazon and they are serving us by providing us with a series that you have read i have not read yeah it's kind of suspicious that you're uh, we're doing an amazon show the second you start working for Amazon. Bam. Yep. Well, it just came out around the exact same time. It's just a a nice little coincidence. Yeah. All right. All right. But, yeah, it's a a series that I've read. Yeah. I'll probably be rereading after this episode, if I were to guess. Yeah. I've gotten Jen to read it, or most of it. She hasn't finished it. Yeah. And then uh, my buddy Evan, like, loved it. Nice. Yeah, it's... You you got to read it. Absolutely. Uh, the the show is of course the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, comic book series written by Garth Ennis, mm-hmm. drawn by Robertson. E- Derek, Derek Robertson. Robertson yeah. 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 Uh, I feel like he's worked a lot with like Garth Ennis on stuff, and yeah, I, I think I, with Morrison on some things too. I want to see uh, Robertson did a little bit of work on his Punisher run at some point. Yeah, that sounds I, right. Because I know Steve Dillon did the Marvel Knights, but I think when it became... I feel like at some point he worked on it. I don't know when. Like the Max stuff? Yeah. Oh, he's done... He was also artist on Transmet. <laughs> so he's worked with... Mm-hmm. Worked with... Uh, uh, Ellis. Ellis, yeah. Yeah. Uh, British writers. Anthony always confuses Garth Ennis and Warren Ellis. Just yeah. Cause... Oh, and now there's even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, there. Anthony. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's it's a great series. If uh, anyone's ever seen the TV show Preacher, that's also based on the Garth Ennis book. Um, one of my favorites. It's yeah, it's it's amazing. It's so, one of the best. And if you're familiar with Preacher, then you're familiar with Ennis's style of writing. Yeah, uh, he doesn't really care. Distinct. Yeah. He he's. I guess the closest now that I've just seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and have it on the brain, I'd say he's like closest thing to like a Quentin Tarantino. Oh yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, because he goes like over the top, can be like extremely violent, but like it's entertaining violence. Right. It's, There's still like heart behind his violence. And, yeah. And gore. Uh, and great stories. Uh, excellent characters. Yeah. Like, the char- very oh, memorable yeah. character. Like the characters are what make his his stories. Right. I've read Preacher a few times, and those characters just stand out. Everyone is, like, so iconic and so well-defined. Like, they all 
They're all super fleshed out. Yeah. Uh, it's like characters you won't forget any of their names. Like, yeah. Years after you've read it. Insane with Killers. You'll remember it. Yes. Cassidy and Jesse. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other one, what was her name? Hey, you know, <laughs> two lips. Yeah, two some lips. Some sort of flower. Yeah. Uh, and with when he was releasing the boys, apparently Annis said that the boys would out preacher a preacher. Yes. Uh, and you can confirm that. Uh, yeah, it gets it gets very 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 raunchy. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's overly so, but it like brings it back around. Like, some story arcs are not so great, but if you stick through the whole thing, like, it's mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, but yeah, this is... If if you don't like Raunchy, you're probably not going to like Garth Ennis's stuff, but this is fantastic satirical work, because he, um, he's not a fan of superheroes. No. He's a very well-respected uh, comic book writer who does not like superheroes. Right. I mean, if you look at his, uh, he's written some, like, big two books. Mm-hmm. Mostly, only Marvel. I don't think he's done any DC work. Uh, he has. He has? It was Hitman. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, that kind of fits and the narrative. And he wrote John Constantine. He wrote Hellblazer. Yes, but that was more like Vertigo. That was when Vertigo and DC were yeah. still kind of, like, separate. So he's things. never written, like... He hasn't written, like, a main hero, really. He's never done, like, an Avengers book. Uh, and, and, like, well, for Marvel, his his defining work was probably his work on Punisher. Yeah, where he tore down a couple of superheroes in that. Yeah. Made Wolverine a joke, made uh, yep. Daredevil, Spider-Man. He just right. does not like those characters. Exactly. So this is, this is what he's kind of doing, and uh, if you're familiar with uh, Preacher, you're familiar with his sort of, like, uh, satirical approach, yeah, to certain uh, aspects, and this was like the bo- with the boys. It was him taking a shot at like the big Justice League Avengers style teams. Yeah, like um, I suppose the the way to most show his satire slash how gross he can be, I guess, is like gross humor. Is um, there's a story ar- story arc in the. Uh, the comic called Hero Orgasm, and that is like explaining what happens when superheroes go off to space to have their big crossover events where they're fighting some galactic threat. Yeah, it's really them all just going to like this private island resort to have like massive like orgy party and like <laughs> just messing around and not n- have nothing to do with saving the world. Yeah, just, like is their own like it's a, like a vacation getaway. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Um. And so, who are the characters we're focusing on uh, in The Boys? Oh, there's there's the titular group, The Boys. Okay. They're not right. all all boys. Yep. Uh, and they're actually called that because Garth Ennis was like, uh, you know who you get to solve when whenever you have an issue like with in your small town, you'd be like, oh, send the boys to take care of it. So yeah. that's why they're named that. But you got their leader. Uh, Butcher, um, yep. Butcher's just this big, huge guy who's just very tactical, and he's he's a little he's a little crass like any good Garth Ennis character. He's he's great. Um, then you got uh, the female, who I feel like 
might talk more in the show. Yep. Doesn't have to, because she's like... Her name is just the female? Just the female. Okay. She never talks, <laughs> but she's like the most badass one in the group. Like, okay. It's just, everyone's kind of afraid of her, because they're like, oh, if if we need something done, we'll just send her, and she can take care of, like, kill, like, she'll pull Cotton Hill and kill Fitty Men. <laughs> like, she's, she's, she's a super threat. Okay. Uh, then there's Mother's Milk. Um, who we find out why he's called that or MM for for short. Yep. Uh, much later in the series, but he's kind of the uh, most grounded of the boys, I suppose. He kind of slows Butcher down when he's getting a little too crazy. Like he's almost on the same level as Butcher. Like it's like his right hand man almost. Okay. Uh, there's Frenchie. Yep. Who is just ridiculous, insane French man? Uh, who I believe just like loves explosives. He just he's a wack, he's a wacky, goofy guy. Like, okay, wild and crazy. Polar opposite of uh, the the female. All right. Um, and then you got the the character that it kind of follows and puts you in their shoes would be a uh, Wee Huey. He's just a little Wee Huey. Wee Huey. Okay. Uh, little little Simon Pegg lookalike, ah. who gets recruited into the boys after his his girlfriend is vaporized in front of him okay. from one of the superheroes, just smashing through her. Yeah, he's just holding her hands, and that's it. <laughs> he's in shock, and then Butcher comes up and he's like, "Hey, superheroes are kind of pricks. You want to join up with the boys?" So he was kind of the outsider coming in. So he's he's the guy that we relate to and we follow. And right. Is he like a normal guy? He's a normal guy again, thrown into this ridiculous situation of just okay. going around beating the shit out of superheroes and putting them in their place. Yeah. Uh, I see. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Greg, mm-hmm. and then the Legend are also characters from the boys. Or uh, it's been a while, but I... it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Probably. Well, the to counteract the boys, you have the seven. Yep. Uh, and those that's like the Justice League event well, there's an Avengers film later, but it's mostly Justice League stand ins. Okay. Yeah. Um and Yeah, based off we watched the trailer before this and it looks like there's a pretty clear like Superman stand in, yeah. pretty clear Wonder Woman. The uh the one that's gonna probably flash. be most important would be Starlight, I think her name was. Yeah. Annie. Um Annie January. Because Annie winds up getting involved with Huey, but ah. Huey doesn't know her as part of the Seven, so it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet type ah. situation where they're not supposed to be with each other, but right. they are, and they don't have no lovers. idea. Beautiful. Yep. Truly beautiful. So if you like Forbidden Loves, <laughs> this is going to be much more violent than <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well... No. There's some is it, Romeo and Juliet is pretty violent. It's not as gruesome. Okay. This is this is some gruesome stuff happens. Yeah. I mean, we'll like go in depth on like our other podcast that compares uh, Garth Ennis and uh, the, the works of Bill Shakespeare. Yeah. Uh, a lot of crossover, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a podcast. Like from the trailer, this looks like it'll go places that 
Preacher can't go because Preacher's on AMC, so they're kind right. of restricted. But, like, Garth Ennis can only be on, like, if he's going to be on channel, it would have to be, like... An HBO. HBO or, or Cinemax yeah. or something like right. that. He... In fact, he's on works streaming Works best service. when he's unrestricted. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and the streaming service seems like perfect place for him. Yeah. Because uh, he can just go to town and have these... Which town is it? Um... Isn't there, like, a, a town called Penis or something? That's where it would be. <laughs> Enus and Penis. Enus and Penis. Yeah. That's his podcast. <laughs> and this week on Enus and Penis. Life's, life's got hard around here. Everyone's sick of the town's name. They all want to vote to change it again. <laughs> the mayor's a real dick. Uh, but... Yeah, it's, uh, it's they're mine town. Everybody has to go down the shafts. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's not like a huge town. It's mostly just like one road, but it's a it's a long road. It is a long road. It's real long. Yeah, it curves at one point. Yeah, <laughs> curves a little bit. Yeah. Um. So we should get into the cast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep. Uh, the only I I would say the most recognizable person uh, they seem to focus on, or the biggest name I think they have is Carl Urban. Mm. Well, I've heard I've heard talks that Simon Pegg's supposed to be in it at some point. I do see his name on the IMDb cast page. Mm-hmm. He does not appear in every episode, but okay. he is in it. But is Simon? Uh, is Simon Pegg a bigger name than Carl Urban at this point? Hmm. I feel like... I think so. Carl, Carl Urban's in more stuff recently. Yeah. He's been appearing in more. Like, I know Simon Pegg's still up to stuff, but... Yeah. Carl Urban, the last few years, like, from, like, Ragnarok and Star Trek... That's ...and true. Dread and other stuff that he's been in. Well, I mean, Simon think Pegg... I right now. He... He... He wrote and directed that Star Trek movie? The most recent one. Yeah, it was the third one. Yeah, the third one? That was Simon Pegg. Yeah. He wrote and directed it. But I was talking about, like, <laughs> we're getting... In terms of face... We, we, we need the face in uh, in front of the camera. Okay, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Because uh, Simon Pegg wrote the... He wrote the foreword for the first volume of The Boys, too. And, like, we yeah. Huey's character design is completely it's based off of... Clearly him. Um, Garth Ennis clearly wanted Simon Pegg to be him, but now he's he's too old for Wee Huey. Yeah, so they got him to play. Well, it says that he plays his father. He plays Huey's father. Okay. Uh, on the cast list here. Yeah, and then Carl Urban's gonna be Butcher, which I think is great casting. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Carl Urban fan. Carl 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 Urban. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Urban the table. <laughs> Uh, the stomp. Yeah, so so that's from what I've seen of the cast list. It seems like they picked people who look spot on, mm-hmm. except for Wee Huey because right. Simon Pegg was the the spot on. If person. we were if if it was like ten, fifteen years earlier, yeah, it would have been spot on. But I also don't think it would have been able to be made ten, fifteen years earlier. Right. We don't. Oh, well, I mean, if it was on HBO, yeah, but. That is a good point where it raises the timing of the release of this show seems to be uh, pretty great mm-hmm. in terms of like 
this is peak uh, superhero yeah. culture in in terms of uh, media. Like, yeah. so many superhero shows and the biggest movies, like uh, Endgame, just finally passed uh, Avatar for yeah. the, the well, top, the number one grossing movie. You could even look at like Deadpool and Deadpool Two, where it's like there's a market for rated R. Yeah, kind of tearing apart the superhero genre. Right, like people, people see that. People pay to see that. Yeah, and people are seeking that out now. That's that's what the boys is. Except, the boys is a thousand times more rated R than Deadpool, yeah. at least comic wise. Even the the Punisher Netflix show. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is going to be even more extreme. And Preacher and yeah, there there's a market for for Garth Ennis's stuff to be adapted. They're seeing that now. Yep. And and the whole parody aspect of this too i think it's important like this is this is the time to release it like this is when it's going to do the best yep so it's it's just the perfect timing perfect market and now they have the perfect way to provide it through amazon or could have been thanks boss yeah (laughs) zach's boss he's standing right over zach's shoulder watching making sure he's not saying anything he's not supposed to thanks jeff i think do you mean Hefe? Hefe Hefe Basils. Hefe Basils. Yeah, Hefe yeah. Basils. The boss, Basils. Uh, there's a really good pizza place near my house named Basils. Yeah. Shout out Basils. That's Nick's uh, brother-in-law. He knows that place. Oh, so you get all the the free pizzas. I and euros. Oh. Mmm. Oh. This Greek pizza. Oh. It's good stuff. Jen still says gyros. Gyros. At least she doesn't say heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to pull up Carl Urban's IMDb, and then everything froze on me. Oh. But we're still we're still rolling here. Okay. Um. I think it's about that time to go watch the show. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um. Carl Urban was also in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Right. Yeah. This is this is gonna be a. I feel like it's gonna get a whole lot raunchier. Mm. So we unpack a lot of a lot of scenes that are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yep. I'm excited. Yeah. So let's go check out the boys. All right. The boys will be back. More of the marketing. <laughs>
And we're back on pilot season. We just watched the very first episode of The Boys. Yes, we did. And back from The Boys. Uh, I'll say this. It's very similar to the first issue. Very similar? Okay. Yes. Yep. Lots of uh, the beats were hit. There was one one story beat that I wasn't sure they were going to hit that they, they hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll, like, get right into the beginning of it. We're introduced with a like warning screen mm-hmm. uh with the most like it's it's the I've never most never seen that many letters yeah <laughs> all the episodes of game of thrones never had like this many like yeah where like, it says like tv ma lv this was yeah. like the lv but like seven other letters the entire alphabet was almost on there yeah and it represented and there was there was five of those like usual like side warnings there was like a big warning mm-hmm. off to the left side of the screen uh, so, definitely for some people that are, like, the more sensitive viewers, uh, not going to enjoy this. No, like, no, not at all. There's some pretty serious stuff happening. There's some, like, there's a lot of gore. A lot of gore, a lot of uncomfortable things happen. Very uncomfortable things. Lots of language. Yeah. Nudity. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty Mostly much. just male nudity. Mostly male nudity. I, entirely male nudity, in oh. fact. Because uh, when they go into the uh, the club... Oh, right. Yep. There, I forgot about that. There's some boobs. There's some boobs. There's a little bit of boobs. Yep. But there's there's a lot of male nudity. Yeah. A, lot of, a couple butts. Yep. And a peen. Yep. Yep. And we get butts all that. And a peen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... And actually, going back to the start of it, after that warning, they have... Uh, their own like Voight Studios logo, which is just it's the Marvel right logo, but yeah, not. It's all the all the images of all the different heroes they have that put together and they form like the big the big image Voight. of yeah. yeah of the seven yeah. Um. So it's a uh, like I said, it it seems to follow the first issue almost beat for beat with couples change ups in the ending. And it makes me, I think, I feel like they're not going to do some of the story arcs in the, the comic that they could do, just based on uh, Simon Pegg's character. Because mm-hmm. in the comic, I don't think he's introduced till much later, and it's its own little story arc where uh, Huey returns home to Scotland and visits his parents. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. No, he is... He is. <laughs> Very American in this. Yes. And then you even have Simon Pegg shows up in this episode. And Simon Pegg's doing an American accent. Does an American accent. Very off-putting. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him do that yeah. accent. I only ever know him for his native uh, brogue. Really, really threw me off. And uh, he slips into it sometimes at the end of sentences where like, yeah. kind of trails off. But it's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Um, he plays Huey's father. Mm-hmm. Uh... And so right off the bat, um, we see the heroes, uh, Homelander and... A-Train or... Not A-Train. A-Train shows up a little bit after. I'll just keep going. Who's the Wonder Woman analogy? Uh, Maud. Maud? Mauve. Mauve? Okay. Well, she... That's her name. Those two are stopping somebody who's like... Uh, trying to rob a uh, an armored truck. Mm-hmm. 
That's it. I knew uh, that it was uh, M and a V. Yeah. And there's an E in there, too. There's an E in there. Maybe even an A. Maybe. Maybe another E. Those letters together probably are what you need in the recipe of uh, making Maeve. Yes. Um, but we see them stopping the armor truck, and if you're viewing them through the eyes of the citizens, mm-hmm. they're still... They're only focusing on like the heroic acts that they're doing, but In it reality. sets up what you're going to expect from this series, where it's like superheroes doing superhero things, but they're doing like a lot of like there's a lot of like bad so stuff much, happening. Yeah, on. so there's much collateral damage. Collateral damage is is definitely the theme for the series. Yeah, and them just not caring. Yep. It's like ah, oh, people love us. They don't care what we do. We're we're saving lives. Yep. Um, and then we have. The introduction of Huey and Robin, and mm-hmm. Huey's like a, he works for, yeah, kind of like a pushover guy. His uh, I think the best way to describe him are his three favorite artists, mm-hmm. which are James Taylor, Simon and Garfunkel, and Billy Joel. Yeah, uh, even though at one point he is wearing a Nirvana shirt, he which is. I found interesting. He is, but maybe he just. It was left over from Robin, maybe. Right. (laughs) That's true. Robin seems more like the Nirvana listening type. Who is a great character. She was great. Destined to be short-lived. Yep. And we know what what comes of her. Uh, Yep. Got to hand it to her. She did well in her performance, but then uh, gets taken out in brutally gruesome fashion. Yes. Uh, They make sure to slow everything down. Mm Mm-hmm. Really savored in. Yeah. Uh, it almost was slower than what happened in the comic, because in the comic it's, like, very immediate. Oh, yeah? It's vapored, vaporized, and this is, like, slow motion shot. Yeah, they show blood and guts and... and Everything. Right. All sorts of entrails. Somebody swallows a molar, apparently. <laughs> yep. So this is where we're introduced to another of the seven, who is A-Train. Yep. He's the speedster. Yep. Uh, and he's apparently he, this happens. He starts panicking. He's like, I can't stop. I can't stop. And then mm-hmm. takes off. Just keeps going. Yeah. So it, it makes it seem like he's doing something different important. from the comic. Yeah. Slightly, because I'm pretty sure he's in a superhero fight and gets thrown. Oh. Into something. Unless he's he just runs right through her. Yep. Turns her into vapor dust, except for her her right. wrists. From the from the wrists down. Up. I don't know what you would. The all wrist, that's from left. wrist, wrist to uh, tip, the fingertip. Yeah, that's that, all that's, that's left. Yeah, because Kiwi was holding her like that. Yeah, uh, and she still was holding him. But because they were talking like on a sidewalk, mm-hmm. uh, she took a step off into the street, just one step off into the street, and then yeah, that apparently uh, is enough to protect a train in the legal aspect of it. Yeah. Because they presented as well she took she stepped into the street and A Train didn't have enough time to react to that. And it was, Even it was she one had, step. Right. It was yeah. one step off the curb and she had been there for a decent amount of yeah. time. It wasn't like she just stepped off and then bam was Yeah, he could have probably reacted. Yeah. And and to their credit, like they make Robin's character fantastic for the like five minutes of screen time they have so like yeah you connect with that character oh, yeah, and then if, you like you feel bad like no idea what anything about the boys right this will probably surprise you absolutely it would you'll be taken off guard i've heard 
because this show has been out for a little bit over a week now. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard people talking about it and like people's reactions to that scene in particular. It was just like, that's a scene where if you, you're either going to shut it off there and be like, this is a terrible show. This is not for me. Yeah. Or you're going to keep going and you're going to understand like that immediately sets the stage for what kind of show this is. Yeah. And if you can stomach that, then you can stomach a lot. You can probably stomach the rest of it. Yeah. Because uh, it, it does get in, it does continue on with some uncomfortable stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem like it's going to be a little more tame than the comics, but I expect it as much because. Yeah. That comic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, and it's going full NS. Like. I don't know if it's full NS. Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever, he's done some stuff for like Avatar that I'm sure it's like. That's probably full NS, and that's... Yeah. This is... Well, this was... Not too much. I forget who originally had the rights to the boys. Wildstorm. Wildstorm, and then it was... Dynamite. Dynamite, yeah. Dynamite. Dynamite. And, yeah, he, he touches upon things... Like, he touches upon 9-11 at some point in the uh, this series. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they're going to cover that no. at some point in the show, but... No, I don't think so. It was a pretty pivotal moment of the uh, the series. Well, I think it might have been coming out around. It like, was okay. It was like, only it wasn't that long after nine eleven, so it's I I don't know what they would do to fill that spot in the story. Right. But yeah, Garth Ennis he he likes to push limits. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's what this show's gonna be doing. Uh, because, I mean, you got you got Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg attached to it again. Oh, yeah? Yep, like oh, Preacher. Right, 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 right. Okay. But then you got Eric Kripke from uh, Supernatural fame, the creator. You were it. mentioning that. So Eric Kripke directed the first episode, right? Yes. Okay. And he's he gets uh, credited as a uh, showrunner, too. Okay, and you know him from Supernatural. Super- yep, creator of that. Which you love. Mm-hmm. Although I have fallen off seasons back but yeah. I'll, ca- I'll catch up eventually but it's, it is beloved mm-hmm. so yeah uh kripke is is also listed as a creator on uh on the show yeah so he directs the first episode i don't know if he's going to continue on it was, with it but it seemed like it had pretty solid directing like oh yeah it was, it's it's very well shot yeah great episode mm-hmm. uh and does a great job of Setting the scene and what to expect. Yeah, they don't introduce uh, most of the boys, but I yeah, we're only we only see Billy. So yeah. this this episode works as an introduction to more of the seven than the boys. Yeah, it's an introduction to Huey, Butcher, and then pretty much the seven are. Well, here. that's kind of it. It's fitting because that's kind of how the comic was like. This episode spent time on the relationships that are really going to matter, mm-hmm. the characters that are going to have effect, because the boys in the boys' comic are really kind of side characters. Uh, oh, really? The Seven kind of is, too. Yeah. Like, your main three characters is Butcher, Huey, and Annie, Starlight. Yeah. And um, Annie is probably the second most or the third most featured person ever. Yeah. We we get her backstory and she's introduced as just this purely wholesome, like yes. uh Midwestern born and raised uh just like what you would 
imagine your your prototypical like American prom queen mm-hmm. pageant queen girl is, and she's fulfilling her dream of becoming a superhero. Yeah, uh, like she she she's like anybody who watches the like in real life sees a superhero thing, like idolizing them, thinking they're perfect beings. They're like exactly can't do wrong. When so that's not the case. It seems like the themes this show captures are like the two major themes that they're going after are superhero culture and celebrity culture. Yes. Like Hollywood culture. And those those two themes blend together Which, pretty seamlessly in this one. Yeah, because certain things that happen just resonate a little bit more. Like even um, the scene that I wasn't sure if they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just say it now. Uh, Starlight, when she's first greeted by the Seven, is kind of talking with the Deep, mm-hmm. and it's suspenseful for me. But like, uh, like welcoming, welcoming her and making her feel comfortable. Right. And like, well, they oh, do it like a they do a grand presentation for Starlight. Yeah, they she wins like this contest, this like this star where she puts in an t- audition tape because mm-hmm. one of the seven is retiring. So then she gets presented at this big, big, uh, like, introductory press conference thing, and the Deep is alongside there with her to show off. And then she shows, he takes her to, the, like, the tower where, like, the boardroom is, and, like, this is, like, yeah, this is, uh, this is, oh, what's the Superman guy's name? Homelander. Homelander. This is Homelander's seat. And she's like, oh, I... I wasn't a Homelander fan growing up. I actually had your poster on my wall. Yeah. I had a schoolgirl crush on. So yeah. So this is the next uncomfortable uh, scene. Yeah. And topic that gets ventured upon. It kind of turns into a uh, casting couch situation. Yes. Which, again, like, that's a scene from the comics, and it goes further, and it does in the show, too. Yeah. But, like, in the comics around that time, it wasn't really a topical issue. As much of a topical issue. It was still right. an issue that was there, just not in the media and talked about often as it is now. Right. The Deep is, is saying, like, how badly do you want to be on this squad? Yeah. And I can spin it where people think, like, you attacked me. Yeah. And you're the bad person and I'm the good guy. Everyone's going to believe me because they love me. They know right. me. You're nobody. Right. Now, it cuts off before, like, it shows anything, anything happening. Uh, and the segue there was interesting because it goes from that right to like Jimmy Fallon's face. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, she goes. It's implied she goes down on the deep, and then it's Jimmy Fallon right, right. there. And Jimmy Fallon, and he's interviewing another one of the seven, the mm-hmm. uh, translucent. Yep. Which does not mean. Does not mean invisible. Does not mean invisible. But he turns invisible. Right. He is a invisible. idiot. He but has he has to be, to be com- completely naked. Yeah. Which comes up a lot because he likes to hang out in the women's bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, guess just, I think it's a shared bathroom, Yeah, it's, a, it's a shared bathroom. Yeah, it's a but shared he likes bathroom. to hang out in the bathroom naked yeah. and watch other people. Right. Because superheroes are total creeps. Yep. And this is something that him hiding out in the bathroom is something that will come up again uh, later on in the episode. Yeah, it's actually a plot point. It is. A, it <laughs> it's is, important. Yep. They established it and then there's a payoff. Uh, yeah. Uh, so after Robin is killed, mm-hmm. uh, Vaude Industries pr- approaches uh, Huey with a boilerplate non non-disclo- non-disclosure 
disclosure agreement. Yep. Uh, he is not a huge fan of signing it. Huey's no. father wants him to sign it because he's also offered $45,000, which is a lot of money, he says. Yeah. And they could, they could really use that. His dad almost seems indifferent to the whole thing, too. Yeah, he's, he's like, not... It was a nice funeral. It was a good they spread. <laughs> good spread. Yeah. He makes the show. He was phenomenal in this. Which was so necessary. Yeah. Because Butcher's like one of the best parts of the boys. Like, yeah. And they they perfectly cast him. He's so good. And uh, this is exactly what I would expect from Carl Urban. He's just morphs himself seamlessly into the role and mm -hmm. knocks it out of the park. He is so good. It's like exactly how I would want Butcher to be live action. Yeah. He says he's a FBI agent. Uh, to try and get trying to convince Huey that he's on his side and like yeah that he has an opportunity to go after him clearly we know he's not everything he appears to be upon the initial introduction uh, and then eventually the truth comes that he's a member of the is it do we find out that he's a member of the boys nope no we don't not in nope. this episode we get an idea of what he does, though. Ha yeah, haven't met any of the other boys. Hasn't mentioned right. them at all, though. Like, yeah, but it's another another one of the themes in this show is just not everything is what it appears it appears to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, stuff is presented on. You see it like at the surface, and then they start peeling back the layers, and you find out how gross and disgusting is everything. Yeah, underneath. I would like. I'd really want to watch the show with someone who had no idea anything about the boys, just yep. to see the reaction. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why do we have to be so knowledgeable? <laughs> Why do we have to know everything before we go into this? Yeah. Uh, uh, damn. Well, we'll find we'll find somebody. Yeah. There, there's bound to right. be. I'll make Costa watch this. Yeah. I think he'll like it. Costa would like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the first memorable line from Butcher that stuck out to me was when he's in the shop, when mm -hmm. he's in the, the tech shop, and he says, how many nannies shake their babies? Mm-hmm. That That's his be, first line. Yeah, the very first line, right? That's his first line, yeah. yeah. As he's holding up a nanny cam, mm -hmm. and it was kind of, it, it's a little bit of a precursor to what he's doing. It's just like, we build up this thing that makes us think that we need this, so we spend uh, tons of money on it, uh, but really it's like, Half it's a percent of, of nannies are doing this, or yeah. one percent. So yeah, yeah. We build something up to be a bigger deal than it actually is. Lots of very uh, mixed speeches, I suppose, yeah. by him. Right. Or oh, he... his Matrix analogy mm -hmm. was hilarious. I think I laughed the hardest at that one. So yep. he's, uh, he eventually gets to a point where he's trying to psych up Huey mm -hmm. to go in and plant a bug in Fought Tower. Yeah. In the in the boardroom where the seven always meet. Uh, and Wait. he's he's ties it back because there's an earlier mention of the Matrix. The Matrix, yeah. because Huey says he looks like he's in the porn version of the Matrix. Yes, because he's wearing like a leather jacket over a Hawaiian shirt. Yes, <laughs> and so he's sucking him up, and he says like you could take the 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 red pill and keep on just like crying and and jerking off in your apartment yeah or you can take the blue or there's the red pill whatever the other pill is and he just he screws just, it up yeah it fumbles was, it completely and he was just like what what really are you talking about yeah drop but, the pooch drop the pooch mm -hmm. 
which screwed the ball. Brings me to one of my gripes with the show. Where was Butcher's dog? Butcher has a dog. He has oh. a dog in the comics. That's I why Huey looked in the back scene like, oh, do you have a dog? And Butcher says, no. I'm like, what? Oh, come on. His dog's the main character. He's one of the boys. Oh, yeah. Now I, I remember it from some of the uh, the covers. I've His seen. name's Terror. He's, he's a, I'm pretty sure, bulldog. Yeah. Uh, missing from the show. And oh, no. apparently isn't going to be in the show because Butcher says he doesn't have a dog. But who knows? Wow. Well, this, uh, things aren't what they seem. This changes things for me. I was going to recommend that people watch this show. Mm-hmm. But now that I know that there was an opportunity of dog and it was taken away, mm-hmm. uh... I, I might have to rethink things. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Terror's there when Huey first meets Butcher. And Butcher just makes Terror, like, hump some other dog. <laughs> just like, go get him. And then just... <laughs> it's... Uh, and Terror's, like, taking down soups with them. He's a bulldog. Yeah. He's a bulldog that just helps them take down these superheroes. He's just so vicious. But he has just, like... The way he's drawn is he just has this big fucking grin on his face the yeah. whole time. Like, he's Derek the happiest Derek Robinson does a good job of drawing him. Yeah. Uh, he is trained by Billy to fornicate with anything on command. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Yep. command. Yep. Yep. That's that's it. That's that's my thing that was missing from this pilot. If episode. anyone tries to hurt Terror, Billy kills him. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. Yeah. There ha- it has to be introduced at some point. Cause, it seems like too important a character to be left out. Because other than that, it's like a pretty spot-on adaptation. They change things here and there. Yeah. They're mostly the same, but that was the one thing that was missing, and they had a line about it. Yeah. That just made There's me a like... reference to mm. it. Did they just not have budget, like, room in the budget for dog? I don't know. Did Maybe. they misplan their budget, like Swamp Thing, except... It's like, all right, we'll just cut the dog and we'll be fine. Maybe there's no celebrity like bulldogs available for the film industry right now. Uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of like, they're golden retrievers. We know that from like the Air Bud and Air Buddies franchise. I'm just picturing a golden retriever in a bulldog costume. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get. have hired like uh, they couldn't have hired like Andy Serkis to uh, to just like well, mocap it. What's what's the what's the dog from? Uh... Inhumans, what's Lockjaw doing? Right. Um, he's out of work. Oh, yeah. Throw, yeah. throw him a bone. Yeah. Throw that dog a bone. <laughs> it's rough out there on the streets for a, for a celebrity dog out of work. I think think uh, if they got a golden retriever, they'd be barking up the wrong tree. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> dog on it. <laughs> uh, London Calling is used in the song, or in the show. In the show. The song. Very London appropriately. Calling. Yes. Uh, in fantastic manner. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as like that baseline kicks in, mm-hmm. you're like, "All right, all you're right. getting amped up." Yep. Butcher's got his crowbar, yep. which famously uses again. That's that's one of his go-to weapons. He loves the crowbar. That makes sense. He mm-hmm. seems like that kind of guy to be using a crowbar. Yep. Um, so great usage of the of the song. I think that's the only really like recognizable song that they used. To yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. We then also have uh, the mystery of Compound V is set up. Mm-hmm. There's a meeting between, I guess, the mayor of Baltimore. Yeah. Seems like the mayor of Baltimore and, I guess, the PR yeah. person for... Voight. For Voight. Or Vaught. Is it Vaught or Voight? 
Vought. 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 I thought it was a Vought. It's Vought. Uh, who's pitching the idea of Nubian Prince for Baltimore. Who weirdly seems like Black Panther. Yep. And had just raked in millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, Who's even popular with the Caucasians? Yeah, fifty-two percent approval rating with the with the Caucasian audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it seemed like it was pretty like they just copied like, oh, here's all the statistics about how Black Panther's movie performed. Yep. and uh, applied it. So uh, very clear analogy there. Um, Imagine there's going to be a whole lot of those in the show. Yep. So the the PR specialist is offering Nubian Prince to become the hero of. Baltimore for the mere price of $300 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mayor counters with $200 million and he won't tell, he won't go public with uh, the allegations of Compound V. So there's this mystery set up of what is Compound V, and we see how far Homelander is willing to go to keep the Compound V yep. secret, a secret or a rumor. In our scene that's straight out of the ending of volume five hero gasm really okay mm-hmm. ah. hero gasm that's kind of how hero gasm ends oh wow so to uh, to this point we see everything about homelander he seems like he's the one that is infallible like he is the one that is is exactly what he appears to be he's superman right yeah uh is it that way in the comics too like up until that point you think he's for a while like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop and then i i want to say that's the first time it happens i i can't remember because it's been years since i've read it but i just remember that scene being like oh shit yep and like there's there's a lot to homelander that's unfolds slowly over the course of the series like okay there's a lot going on there. All right. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. Like, if they go the same direction, it gets insane with it. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait to see where they go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they have the setup of the Romeo and Juliet thing mm-hmm. with uh, with Huey and Starlight. Never quite see... They never quite see each other in their professions. They're very close to. Yeah. There's there's that one scene in the bathroom where mm-hmm. it, it almost happens. Name was cross paths, uh, but not. Translucent sees it though. They just so happen to be sitting on a park bench right ne- uh, next to each other. Yep. Which That's how in they... this day and age, I think is the most unreasonable, unlikely thing to happen in that entire show. Yep. It's like ah oh, no, you're not gonna go sit on a park bench bench next to just some stranger. Yep. He's like, I don't know who sat down first. I don't know. They just. The chicken or the egg. I'm gonna go with Huey. Probably sat down first, mm-hmm. and he was just he was just going there at eighties lunch because he went. Huey's the kind of guy who's not just gonna sit down next to like yeah some pretty girl yeah. He's she's not, she's the one that would have done it. She's right. the fighter. She's the fighter. She has to go make a. Uh, it's that phone call to her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she just sits right on down next to Huey, and then yeah, calls and her they mom. kind of she's comfort each other. Him. Yep. So they're both going through very hard times in their life. Right. Different reasons. They, they open up about the traumatic stuff that they've just gone through mm-hmm. without revealing exactly what it is or who they are. Yeah. And neither of them recognizes the other one. Nope. And we understand why that would be the case. Yep. So. They're both very innocent and ignorant characters, which is one of the draws to the series where it's 
these two characters, very, very, very innocent, just thrown into this world of corruption and right. gross dirtiness, and yeah, still trying to maintain that innocence throughout. Sweet naivete. Yeah, try and see which, them. what, what can, what wins out in the end of the day. Yeah, and it's it's good. Yeah, I'm excited to see where this where the show goes. Yeah, uh, it's already first season's completely out. It's already completely out. Yeah, they oh dropped it goodness. all at once. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, feel like I think I know it's eight episodes. What I'll be doing for the rest of the day. Yep, eight episodes. Um, I can't remember if it's already been picked up for season two. I think it has. Yeah. Let me. Uh, I'll confirm that though. Let's see. Yeah. So, if you have Amazon Prime, which you're bound to know at least someone who has Amazon Prime in this day and age. Like right. Someone you know has it. Yep. Get that information. Watch the boys. It's gonna be a, a little under eight hours. I'd probably, I'm gonna say six. Cause what was it like 45, 50 minute episodes? Uh, I don't know. And if I do math correctly, the show has been picked up be like for a second second season. It was picked up before the series even debuted. Yeah, they they've been hyping it up like crazy. Like I said, I've uh, been seeing ads on regular television. Hmm. Where it'll be like ads for like fake colognes and fake shoes with different superheroes from the show. I've been seeing a lot of like YouTube ads for it. Yeah, it's been all over the place. They're really, really hyping this up. Yeah, and uh, rightfully so. Absolutely. Uh, I can't find runtimes. Um, yeah, it's in like the uh, honest trailer stuff. They're like, they oh yeah. Big a big connection with that. Yeah, on this trailer, I don't know how they're connected, but they're connected. I don't know. They're uh, they're advertising a lot through that, though. Mm-hmm. So, I I think this show's going to do well. Um, Absolutely. It seems like they're putting a lot of effort into this, a lot of care. It's going to run longer than Swamp Thing, already confirmed. It's going to run long. You know what's really sad? What? It's going to run longer than Swamp Thing. It's going to run longer than Deadly Class. Yep. Hopefully, like, this is... This one has survived the uh, the pilot season curse so yeah. far. Yeah. Since it's already been picked up. Yeah. It's already been picked up, and it's a really good superhero adaptation. Yeah. Looking comic at book adaptation. Looking at the IMDb, uh, the lowest rated episode mm-hmm. uh, is an 8.8. Wow. Out of 10. Stars. Okay. Yeah. Everything else, it averages around 9. Uh, the highest is a 9.3. So we get we get some good stuff there. Okay, so as long as we have something to fill those voids, because mm-hmm. boy, those were some big big shoes to fill. Absolutely, so. I'm very happy this got a second season, and it's very very accessible. Yeah, like all right, not a lot of people are gonna have the DC streaming service. I've accepted that. We understand that. We understand that. It's okay. You know somebody that has Prime. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's mm-hmm. got Prime at this point. Yeah, I deliver those packages to those houses. Mm-hmm. I know how many of you have Prime. There's a lot of you, so watch the boys. Watch the boys. Check this out. Even though it's not for everybody, watch the boys. Just do it anyway. Yeah. It's a great show. If you can, if you have a strong stomach mm-hmm. uh, and can it, get past certain things happening. And remember, it's satire. <laughs> it is definitely a satire. Just remember that the yeah. entire time. Yeah, that, that'll help. So check that out. Yeah. Definitely check out the boys. Mm-hmm. All right. The uh, boys. The boys. The boys. Are back, yeah. Uh, 
I would hope that season two opens with that. Mm-hmm. Like, has that song. The boys. Back. Does the it boys have a. Back. Do you think it has a theme song? If there is, there we was haven't no, seen it yet. Yeah, there's no, there's no no opening credits. There's no opening credits. There's no right title in. card. We had to like watch a trailer. That's like, also like a thing that happens a lot in pilot episodes. Though. That's true. So okay, maybe it's just that one episode. We'll know by the second episode. We will. We will know in a second mm-hmm. episode. Uh, so I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Check it out. Really, really good. Absolutely. Uh, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll plug a multiverse in a bag of potato... The multiverse in a bag of potato chips. Better get that right. That's the, uh, RPG podcast that I'm on. We play a different RPG system every couple weeks. We've done Cowboys, we've done Cyberpunk, we've done Wrestling, we've done Stranger Things. Hey, Zach's, I've been on that. Yeah, Zach's been on it a few times now. I've been on the last, like couple months worth of episodes i'd say i'd say you're on 10 episodes at this point just yeah. about probably about that yeah yeah so zach's on a whole super lot. super fun it's hilarious it is very funny um if you want to hear more of that voice you hear in the background of this show of pat yeah he talks in that he one. actually appears on an actual podcast and he's talking into the mic on this it's a voice but he talks yeah he, he plays a manager in the wrestling one and then a western salesman mm-hmm. in uh, in the cowboy one. So a superstitious western salesman. Yes, he's uh, very superstitious. So if you like Stranger Things, if you like westerns, if you like wrestling, if you like westerns, westerns, if you like our voices, we're on all of those story arcs. I'm like on every single one. The sweet sounds of dice rolling. So much dice rolling. <laughs> so many. Impressions. Impressions. If you like impressions. If you want to hear the best Jay-Z impression you've ever heard. It was really good. It was. Yeah. Surprisingly Better than so. uh, who, Jay Farrow. Yeah. He's the guy on SNL that does that. I right? think so. I think so. Um, yeah. Go check out that. I can't recommend that high, highly mm-hmm. enough. So go listen to that. It's available on everything, including Spotify, which this is not on. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, and I have more episodes for Sell Me On It lined up, so uh, get ready for more of that coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have actual guests lined up. You New do. guests. Oh, my God. Brand Not guests. me? Not you. In disguise? Not you in disguise. There's going to be new guests coming, new episodes coming, so watch out for those. Uh, if you play spike ball in the Rhode Island area, in Massachusetts and Connecticut, driving distance area, uh, want to play with us, Check out Rhode Island Roundnet. The group is on Facebook or on Instagram if you want to follow our sweet videos of people getting aced uh, or some occasional good rallies. Go follow that uh, or download the Spikeball app, mm-hmm. which we are constantly posting games in. We play weekly on Sunday mornings. Probably not this weekend because we're going to New York. We're going to yeah. be in Coney Island, which is... After this episode goes up, yeah, probably since I'll probably be editing and getting this up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. When I come back, when I come back, when I come back. Well, yeah, we'll get ready for that. So uh, go follow all that stuff. Go watch the boys and uh, have a good one. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. And see.